This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced in the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. Find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Lasagna has undergone something of a revolution over the past couple of decades with the advent of no-boil lasagna noodles. Now, if you're not familiar with this product, it is a dry sheet of pasta that's prepared differently than the standard box of lasagna noodles that needs to be boiled until soft before you can layer a typical lasagna. These no-boil noodles go dry right out of the package into a pan, and they soak up the moisture from the other ingredients while the lasagna is cooking. It is very important that your ingredients do have adequate moisture to soften these noodles. But for the most part, I find they're fail-safe. They make lasagna a weeknight endeavor. They speed up the process exponentially by skipping that boiling stage of a standard box of lasagna noodles that also stick together or or tend to stick together and can just be cumbersome to handle wet and floppy, to spread ricotta cheese over the surface. These no-boil lasagna noodles, I think, also don't require as much technique for assembling a lasagna for someone who maybe hasn't done it before. And if availability in grocery stores is any indicator, now I know that there have been some supply chain hiccups, but in my locally owned grocery store, many, many, many of these boxes had been purchased off the shelf. I almost thought I was going to be out of luck until I realized that the staff hadn't actually removed an empty cardboard case from the shelf. And there was another case of no-boil lasagna noodles behind this empty one. Phew, I could make my lasagna. (laughs) Not that it mattered to my kids who were protesting that they just had lasagna with their dad at his house a couple of nights before. Why would we have lasagna again? Well, forget that I already had all the ingredients to make lasagna, and that's what I wanted. That's what my partner also prefers. So I agreed to make them each a pan of stuffed shells with basically the same ingredients, just give it a little bit different look. They thought that was fabulous until... They sat down in front of their dinner and realized stuffed shells are primarily stuffed with ricotta cheese. I don't know what they thought stuffed shells contained, but those are certainly the stuffed shells of my childhood, the ones with which I'm acquainted, and I had to listen to grousing about this ricotta cheese, which I could hardly believe. To me, perhaps the best part of lasagna is that sweet, creamy layer of ricotta cheese. And in my mind, that's sort of indispensable. It's sort of what defines lasagna. Although you can put any number of vegetables, mushrooms, meats, a wide, wide variety as filling for the lasagna. To me, you're not really bound by the classic Italian sausage formula, put whatever you like in it, particularly seasonally fresh produce that go with those other flavors of marinara sauce. Of course, there's bechamel sauce. But in my mind, that ricotta just needs to be there. 
I did go looking, though, for some lasagna recipes without ricotta cheese, and I did come across some. Published by the Los Angeles Times late last year was a whole collection of recipes with sort of unconventional lasagna formulas. One of those I posted to my blog February 10th under the headline, Mexican Cheese Chilies Meld in Lasagna. This was an idea I really loved for little odds and ends of chicken and this quesadilla mixture that my kid's school sends home for weekend meals that is just a tiny bit. I don't know what to do with it, and they don't necessarily want it in a quesadilla. But if I stash those away in the freezer, pretty soon I have enough for a family meal. And this Mexican cheese enchilada really came to the forefront for those items in my mind. And more recently, I posted March 16th, a recipe for portobello mushroom and artichoke lasagna that also doesn't have ricotta cheese. It relies on a bechamel sauce for creaminess and some mozzarella. That was published under the headline, Green Lasagna Recipe Needs No Ricotta. Now, whether you're a fan of ricotta or not, in my mind, these are both worth looking at just to give your family something a little different, just to branch out. Again, maybe use ingredients you have on hand. If that happens to be Mexican-style cheeses and chilies or some artichoke hearts and mushrooms, you could use a variety besides portobello, obviously. And I'll share both of those recipes in this podcast. First, the recipe from February 10th, Mexican lasagna. It calls for eight poblano chilies, three tablespoons olive oil, and that's a divided use, a half an onion that's been peeled and cut into rounds, one cup corn kernels, one chopped garlic clove, one cup tomato sauce, one cup vegetable broth, one eight-ounce container of sour cream, 15 ounces of cotija cheese, and that's about one and a half 10-ounce packages. That's the weight at which these packages are usually sold. That's a divided use. Nine pieces of oven-ready lasagna and six ounces of quesadilla cheese, and that's about half of a 12-ounce package. It's shredded. Start Mexican lasagna by roasting those eight poblano chilies under the oven broiler or over a stovetop burner until the skin is charred on all sides. Peel the skin and seed the chilies, then cut them lengthwise into long strips. Heat the oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. In a large pan, heat two tablespoons of the olive oil over medium-high heat. Add that half an onion that's been peeled and cut into rounds and allow the onions to cook, stirring frequently until softened for about five minutes. Stir in the one cup corn kernels. You could certainly use frozen that have been defrosted this time of year when it's not the season for fresh corn and the strips of roasted chilies. Reduce the heat to low and continue cooking until the corn and chilies are warmed through, then remove from the heat and set aside. In a medium saucepan, heat the remaining tablespoon of olive oil over medium-high heat. Add the chopped garlic clove and cooked until that's aromatic for about one minute. Add the one cup tomato sauce and one cup vegetable broth and heat until hot. Remove from the heat and set aside. In a food processor, combine the 8-ounce container of sour cream with two-thirds of the cotija cheese. The total weight was 15 ounces, so about 7.5 ounces. 
blend in the food processor bowl until creamy but lumpy, and this can be done by hand in a large bowl using the back of a spoon if you prefer. Line the base of a 9 by 13 inch baking or casserole dish with three of the no-boil lasagna noodles. Add half of the corn chili mixture, distributing that evenly over the noodles. Dollop half of the sour cream cotija mixture of the corn and the chilies. Place three more noodles in the pan and repeat with the remaining corn chili mixture and sour cream cotija mixture. Place the three remaining noodles in the pan and then sprinkle the shredded quesadilla cheese and the remaining cotija cheese over the noodles. Place the three remaining noodles in the pan and sprinkle the six ounces shredded quesadilla cheese and the remaining seven and a half ounces cotija cheese over the noodles. Using a spoon, drizzle that thinned tomato sauce evenly over the noodles in the dish. Then cover the dish with foil and bake the lasagna in the preheated 375 degree oven for 30 minutes. Remove the foil and continue to bake until the cheese is melted and golden. It's my favorite part, the crispy, cheesy top for an additional 10 to 15 minutes. And that makes 8 to 12 servings of Mexican lasagna. A great recipe going into the garden season. When chilies come on, sweet corn comes on, it would be even better with those locally grown seasonal vegetables. Now the recipe for Cafe Roca's artichoke and portobello mushroom lasagna. This was posted to my blog March 16th under the headline, Green Lasagna Recipe Needs No Ricotta. And this is adapted by the Los Angeles Times from Cafe Roca, which is in Bisbee, Arizona. It calls for two tablespoons olive oil, one large onion peeled and cut in medium dice, one pound portobello mushrooms cut in medium dice, one pound coarsely chopped spinach, a half cup dry white wine, four garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced, one 14-ounce can artichokes that have been packed in water, drained and coarsely chopped, salt and pepper to taste, a quarter cup, which is a half a stick of butter, a quarter cup flour, four and a half cups milk, one and a half cups grated Parmesan cheese, one 14 ounce can diced tomatoes that have been drained, ground nutmeg to taste, one nine ounce box of oven ready lasagna sheets, one pound grated whole milk mozzarella. Begin artichoke and portobello mushroom lasagna by bringing a large pot of water to boil. This is to blanch the spinach. Meanwhile, heat a large skillet over medium high heat until hot then add the two tablespoons olive oil and the large onion that's been peeled and cut in medium dice. Cook the onion stirring frequently until the onion starts to soften for three to five minutes. Increase the heat to high and stir in the pound of medium diced portobello mushrooms. Continue cooking stirring occasionally until any liquid released from the mushrooms has evaporated and that'll take about eight to ten minutes. While the mushrooms are cooking, Blanch the pound of coarsely chopped spinach. Add it in batches to the boiling water and cook until the spinach softens and turns a bright green color for about 30 seconds to a minute. You don't want to overcook this. Transfer the spinach to a large bowl of ice water to stop the cooking process and repeat until all the spinach is blanched. Drain the spinach and wrap it in a large kitchen towel, squeezing the towel to drain the spinach of any excess moisture. Now, if you are running short on time to prep fresh spinach, although you could use the kind from the bag and put that directly into boiling water, you could also 
use frozen defrosted chopped spinach, which I use in lasagna with great success. When the liquid from the mushrooms has evaporated, add the half cup dry white wine to the pan, stirring to scrape up any flavorings from the bottom. Add the four garlic cloves that have been peeled and minced, the drained 14 ounce can of artichokes that have been coarsely chopped. Stir until that's completely combined. Taste the mixture and add three quarter teaspoon salt and a half teaspoon pepper or season as you desire. Stir in the blanched spinach, then taste and season again if needed. Remove from the heat and set aside. Now you're gonna make the tomato bechamel sauce. In a medium heavy bottom saucepan, melt the quarter cup butter, that half stick of butter over medium high heat. When the butter's foamy, whisk in the quarter cup flour, stirring for about 30 seconds so it loses its raw flavor. Slowly whisk in the four and a half cups milk and cook over medium heat, whisking frequently until the mixture begins to thicken and takes on a sauce-like consistency for 10 to 12 minutes. Slowly stir in the one and a half cups grated Parmesan cheese. And when the cheese is melted, stir in that drained 14 ounce can of diced tomatoes. Taste the sauce, adding three quarter teaspoon salt and a quarter teaspoon pepper along with a pinch of nutmeg or season it as you like. Heat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit and begin assembling the lasagna. On the bottom of a nine by 13 inch baking dish, ladle about one cup of the tomato bechamel sauce. Cover the sauce with a single layer of the no-boil lasagna noodles. Sprinkle one-fourth of the vegetable mixture, that portobello mushroom, artichoke, spinach mixture, over the noodles, then ladle over another cup of sauce. Top the sauce with one-fourth of the grated mozzarella cheese. You have a pound grated total, so that's about four ounces. Then repeat with the noodles, vegetable sauce, and mozzarella until you have four layers. If you have more than one cup sauce left when assembling that fourth layer, go ahead and pour over all the remaining sauce with that layer before sprinkling over the last of the mozzarella cheese. The dish can be assembled up to this point, covered with plastic wrap and refrigerated up to a day before baking. Of course, remove the plastic wrap and leave the lasagna out at room temperature while you're preheating the oven before continuing with the next step. Cover the baking dish with foil and place the dish on a rimmed baking sheet to catch any drippings and bake the lasagna in the 350 degree oven for 45 minutes. Increase the oven temperature to 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Remove the foil from the lasagna and continue baking until the top is lightly browned for eight to 12 minutes. Then remove and cool slightly on a rack for 15 minutes or so before serving. And that makes 10 to 12 servings of Cafe Roca's artichoke and portobello mushroom lasagna. You can find that recipe on my blog, The Whole Dish, posted March 16th under the headline Green Lasagna Recipe Needs No Ricotta. And go back to February 10th for the post for Mexican lasagna under the headline Mexican Cheese Chilies Meld in Lasagna. And find more delicious family favorite recipes, seasonally inspired dishes on my blog, The Whole Dish at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.